Welcome to Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. This podcast is a collection of historical and philosophical references, contemplations, lectures, and exchanges with David M. Valadez, his students, and guests. Podcasts are recorded on the mat at the Ascension Center in Southern California and in studio. These podcasts are provided to cultivate the warrior on the way and to add light to their path. Okay, welcome everyone to the podcast. This one is an accompaniment to our gateway Aikido on Mai. And there might be some video that goes with this. So, so far up to date, we've made two posts. It uh, gives you four points regarding Mai. And then two more consequences of a result of understanding Mai that way. And then with a video that accompanies that. Uh, before we go on, please, listeners, do us a favor. Please consider donating a dollar to five dollars a month through our Patreon account. You'll have details on how to do that in the episode notes. Your donations, especially those that have been doing it for a while now, are greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to go on and discuss this. Okay, so, he, and first let me preface this with, this is very important. This is, this is extremely important. So, the whole reason even why I would entertain doing a gateway Aikido is not only to help those people that want some help, but it's an opportunity for you guys here that train directly with me to understand things in more detail because there is a human propensity to just get into a lull. You kind of show up. Um, the American consumer model has you convinced that you just show up and you're going to get it. And so you guys have, in essence, be honest, you have ran out of questions. Okay? But you're not always showing the progress that you want. Uh, and you're in a lull. Okay? So by having other people raise questions, it brings to mind, do I know that? What's my understanding on that? So it's very important. This is a very, very important topic and concept to understand, both spiritually and martially, as you'll see. All right, so we had an initial question first. Sensei, after reading your post on uh, the Facebook page, uh, I realized that um, I probably don't have a very good understanding what my is, and then there was two more words on that post that I certainly um, had not seen before and thus have no idea what they mean. Uh, sen no sen and sen sen no sen um, and then you had mentioned after that with the combination of those three um, that they don't even exist uh, in the state of Aiki so I was wondering if you could um, help me understand first the terminology and then maybe going into what you meant by that they don't exist all right um, so the way that I translated the um, sen no sen, sen sen no sen, etc. These three things, as I I called them, a um, strategic timing initiative. Okay. Um, where they came from in their origin, it's really hard to trace historically. Okay, but I suspect that they were something more universal to Japanese martial arts 
and not necessarily particular to Aikido, but due to East Asian culture, it would be impossible to have any kind of martial art where you're not going to reference this staple of Japanese martial arts. So you're going to address them in some way. Okay. So what they are, simply put, is a, a timing strategy as you respond to an attacker. Okay. So your attacker is going to generate some initiative to attack. You can either go with before it, during it, or after it, just to simply put it. Of course, because it's a Japanese martial art, there's always going to be those Taoist components that I've mentioned before. There's always going to be a physical component, for example, an energetic component, and a spiritual component. So when I say... Uh, you either are countering the opponent prior to their attack, during their attack, or after their attack. That's a purely physical thing. Do you see that? So it's, it's, a, it's a simplification of things, okay? But it gets you in the ballpark for me to answer your second question. Why in Aiki would those three things not exist? Okay. Well... Go to what Aiki is. So Aiki is an energetic reconciliation of yin and yang energy. Do you see? So you don't have a positive or a negative, for example, between you and Uke. And as a result, the cosmos treats your two persons, including your flesh, your muscle, your bone, as one. And it generates a noticeable and observable adhesion between the two contact points. Okay, so I'm neither positive yang or negative yang or positive yin or negative yin. I am perfectly uh, matching your yin and yang value. As a result, the nature of the cosmos takes over and goes, these two things must be the same thing. It generates a communion between the two, and it is present in an observable adhesion. Okay, But remember, that's the energetic component. At the physical component, it manifests as non-contestation. But at the spiritual component, it manifests as a reconciliation of the two minds which is only possible by a cessation of the ego-tripartite mind. In the ego-tripartite mind, why is it tripartite? Because you have three elements, three interdependent or codependent elements that arise instantaneously with each other. You have your identity, and then you have your dichotomous experience of the world, and then you have your will to power, okay? So, um, I have some sense of, if I say so, so how tall are you? 6'2". Okay, so you're 6'2", and I could describe you as tall. And in tall, I have a dichotomous unsaid element, short. You're not short, you're tall. Do you see that? But that is simultaneously in reference to me. Do you see? If I was seven foot, I would call you short. Do you see that? So this is a, a simple example of anytime you have a dichotomy, 
it's always in reference to the ego experience of the world, into your identity, okay? And as we've said before, time is also a construct of the egoic mind because time is always in reference to me. So I have the past. The past is in reference to where I am now. Do you see? And the future, again, is in reference to where I am now. If you deconstruct the ego tripartite such that you're no longer experiencing the world through the egoic uh, uh, mind, through the ego, through the sense of Dave, I don't have past and I don't have future. Time disappears. If you go to what we call the God mind, and the God mind has no dichotomous nature to it, you lose yourself, do you see? And in the same way at the energetic level that the cosmos goes, hey, you guys have the same yin-yang value. I think you're one thing, so you adhere to the uke. Your mind does the same thing. Your mind goes, hey, you have the same energetic value of this greater being. Let's just say it's a being, right? And so you must be the being. And so when you're in a state where the egoic mind ceases to function or where the God mind starts functioning, you don't have a sense of time because you don't have a sense of self. It all goes away. It feels like you're in this infinite, nameless state, which is why you hear the mystics talk about you're one with God, but God is understood as infinite, unknowable, and nameless. Or the Tao, you're one with the Tao, but the Tao is understood as nameless and is what came before yin and yang. Okay? So if I am in a state of Aiki, energetically, I'm only in that state because physically I'm in a non-contestation tactic. Do you see? I'm not pushing on you. I'm not pulling on you. I'm not stopping you. I'm not accelerating you. But I'm also only in that energetic Aiki state because at the God mind, at the spiritual component, at that level, the egoic experience of the world has ceased. So I don't experience time and in that sense, if I'm doing Aiki, there's no before, there's no now, and there's no future. And so there's no sen no sen, sen sen no sen. That, that does not apply. Does not apply at all. Okay? Which is why um, we instead talk about a wu-wei state. Okay? So if we're doing jiwaza, and you are coming in as uke, and I can match your yin-yang value. I'm going to enter into an aiki energetic value with you. The cosmos goes, I think you guys are the same thing. I can't tell you apart, so I'll just commune you. To do that, I have to exit the, exp the ego experience of you coming in. Do you see? And now, I also don't have any intention of what to do with you. Whatever you're doing is 100% perfect as it is, okay? And so I'm in a wu-wei kind of state. I'm, your initiative is irrelevant to me. You're irrelevant to me. I'm irrelevant to me. Things just happen, okay? 
And that's, that's very important because ultimately where we want to go with these two posts is to point out that what Ike is doing is achieving a my, so to speak, in air quotes here, where I don't have to do anything. And the tactic manifests itself, which is different from normal my, okay? The way people understand it. So it's almost like a philosophical argument. If you don't have the self, you don't have dichotomy. If you don't have the self nor dichotomy, you don't have timing. You don't have a before, a middle, or an after. So you don't have the strategic timing initiatives. Okay. If you don't have those, you also don't have time and space, and you don't have my, do you see? And if you don't have the egoic self and the dichotomous experience of the world, you don't have a will to power, so you don't have a desired for tactic. So you don't have space, you don't have time, you don't have a desired for tactic, you instead just have a wu-wei state, and the tactic manifests itself, I didn't make it happen, I didn't want it to happen, and I didn't care if it happened or not. Does that make sense, though? Okay, so philosophically, you can see how you get there, but you have to be in that mind where you, real, where you, can, you know exactly what I'm talking about, you experience exactly what I'm talking about. All right, any other questions to help us understand this more? Sensei, in that latest post, um, you mentioned that to practice Kihon Waza correctly, you're practicing Aiki but not Mai. Um, but you've also mentioned that, uh, not, not in the post, but before, that in your Kihon there's always a little Jiu. Is that combination what allows you to do to practice both Aiki and Mai or is that not the right understanding? So another person asked a similar question to this online like why is Jiyuwaza the spiritual component? And it's because the, the mind in Jiyuwaza is a formless mind so you're not attached to form. You're not just doing techniques over and over again. You're not picking techniques. You're not trying to do techniques. You're trying to be in that wu-wei state. The technique just manifests itself. How will it manifest itself? I've got rid of the distinction between me and the uke. There is no me. There is no uke. There is no fear. There is no desired for tactic. It just happens. Okay. In that sense, jiwaza is only possible when the ego tripartite mind ceases to function. Okay. Jiyuwaza with Aiki is only possible again at that same moment. Okay. And likewise, true non-contestation is only possible from that state as well. All right, so to, to the first part, on Kihon Waza is, pra is correctly practiced with Aiki, but not Mai. Okay? This comes from the position that Kihon Waza is not martial training. It is not self-defense. These are as-if rituals wherein you as a practitioner reconcile yin and yang as described, okay, and in doing that, you generate misogi, a 
purification. That misogi is the heart of your practice of Aikido as a way. It's not a philosophy. You're actually doing this yogic transformation of your body-mind or this inner alchemy of your body-mind. So in the way that um, perhaps early Christians use the taboo of cannibalism, do you see? To drink the blood and eat the flesh. To generate a particular energetic value or a particular body-mind at that moment, you see? One oriented towards communion with the Messiah. This tradition is attempting to do the same thing. So you use Kihonwaza, you're using Kihonwaza as a kind of ritual meant to generate this purification of your body-mind. That, that is what Kihonwaza does. It, they are not self-defense solutions. So, what is your goal? Your goal in Kihonwaza is to do this inner alchemy, to do this misogi, you see. What is that? Yin and yang return to the Tao. What is that? That's Aiki. You see, that's happening at all three levels in your training. So the spiritual level, the energetic level, and the physical level. That is what you're doing. If you cannot reconcile the two minds, if you cannot reconcile yin and yang, if you cannot reconcile the ukenage dichotomy, for example, you cannot do this misogi. Okay. If you can't do that, then you're, you must be doing my. You have time, you have beginning, middle, end, you have desired for tactic, you have space time, you have you, do you see? It all goes in there. But if you're doing my in Kihonwaza, you're not doing Kihonwaza as meant to be. Okay? That's what that means that post means okay okay any other questions yes sensei i'm trying to understand the fourth point that you make um i think i understand at least intellectually the idea that my is not or sorry that aiki is not antagonistic to my but i'm having a harder time understanding the first part where you say we must practice my because aiki is not and should not be a constant state and the question arises for me then, why not just cultivate the Aiki? This goes back to the point that what, why I use the word reconciliation. Okay. You, you don't want to be, let's just talk at the spiritual component level. You do not want to be in a constant state of the God mind. Okay? Nor can you be. You cannot be. Okay? The cycle of the cosmos is bouncing back and forth between these two things. The reason why it is a purification is because right now, you, everyone else on the world, is not bouncing back 
to a purified state. You're in a constant state of pollution. You're in a predominance of the ego tripartite mind functioning. You, you, don't get, you don't get any breaks from it. And so you're out of whack. You're out of balance. You're being polluted constantly. So imagine a, a sink full of sludge. It's supposed to drain, but you never drain it. It's just filled and filled and filled and filled, okay? So in your, in your life, you're going to, for example, which is different from Kihon. Kihon is a specialization. Do you understand that? This is a small part of the way. It's a small part of an asceticism. In your life, for example, you are going to have to be uh, financially stable, right? In some way. We, we talked about this on an earlier podcast, okay? You, you will not be able to do your job from the God-mind state. That level of consciousness does not function in ways that you are served when the egoic mind is functioning, okay? So, for example, the God-mind the God experience has a very difficult time with detail and pattern, prediction, and things like that. It's very difficult. So, I've told you before, like, you know, for various reasons we don't have to go into, but I remember driving in the God state mind in traffic, and it was all like, no, 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 this, I'm going to get killed here. It doesn't really function, okay? Same way, it doesn't really function in many aspects of your life. So you want to be able to return to the yin and the yang, and you're going to play yin and yang. Do you see that? Okay. A lot of people, but there, again, if you go to the textual record, you have what I would consider deviations from the teachings, which clearly note there's the Tao, and then there's yin and yang, and then it goes back. It goes back. Do you see? But then, what did the first part? And that, but it goes forward. You see, and you will have people throughout human history that will go. I'm just going to hang out in the Tao. Do you see? But then you'll have other people warning that yeah, that's actually a mistake of what's going on. Okay. So, for example, let's put this in a, a more practical, immediate, intense environment. Um, we're doing Jiwaza and the uke can come in with whatever. Do you see that? Your egoic mind is not completely out of the picture, off, off the table. It's present. It's there. It's just not driving the bus, so to speak. Okay? So, for example, it'll have thoughts. You'll experience the thoughts, but almost as if you're not having the thought. Okay? Whereas if the egoic mind is driving the bus, your thoughts capture you. You do what you're thinking or you try to do. And, or you experience what is happening in light of what you're thinking. That's how, that's how it works, okay? So the uke is coming in, for example. Um, a God mind doesn't really tell the difference between... The uke came in with the low thrust to the stomach, and there's a knife in the hand. Do you, do you understand that? Okay. So you're going to maybe, let's just keep it simple, you're going to do some sort of kodagaesh response to the, to the low thrust to the stomach. Do you see that? 
you might adhere to it, do you see? You might be in Ike adherence with that thing, only you're adhering to the blade, the cutting portion of the knife, do you see that? Then that's not going to work. You're going to get injured, do you understand? So instead, your egoic mind's kind of there and goes, oh, that shiny thing is a knife, do you see? But the God mind is driving the bus, so it goes check, and then it functions, and we'll use Aiki on the knife. Do you see that? So let's say you're now doing Ki Honwaza, okay? And the other point about there's always some Ji Waza in Ki Honwaza, okay? Why? Because Uke just can't reproduce the exact situation every single time for any number of reasons. Um, they now started the energy cue for that technique from a different place or a different angle or a different friction on the mat, okay? And then on top of that, not only does the same uke find it very impossible to replicate the same exact energy cue, but there's different uke on the mat, do you see? And some have their own reasons for why they can't do it. Or do this instead. Do you see that? So as Nage, there's always a kind of Jiyuwaza element because per prescription, per the ruled governed nature of the ritual, you have to end up in the same place. Do you see? But what Uke did might not lend itself to that, which means you're going to have to add, you're going to have to calculate the variation in of what they manifested into and in a way so that you end up in the same place. Does that make sense? Okay. So when you're doing that, you're going to find, just as you would in a dynamic Jiyuwaza, that at this point, I'm playing my or I'm playing timing initiatives. Do you see? And then you will find places where now, at this point, I can do an Aiki adhesion because this is the place to do it. Do you see? When you have an ukemi culture in your dojo where uke solves for all of the variation that you're supposed to do. So uke under the guise of staying connected in air quotes, do you see? Then you will never learn how to solve for my, you won't. They solved everything for you. It's very much like, like uh, Generation Z, right? Generation Z has no skill at solving problems because everything is solved for them. And you, we see that in the workplace when they try to venture into adult realms, okay? Likewise, you have a nage. Your uke solves every problem for you. You won't know how to solve problems yourself, so you don't learn the mai. You can get away with whatever. Uke is going to go with whatever you do, okay? Well, this ever-evolving, ever-changing, fluctuating between yin and yang and the Tao, right? And then back and forth, back and forth and stuff. That's just life because that's creation. And it doesn't change whether you're doing kihonwaza really or whether you're doing fighting. It's still, still there. Do you see that? 
And the only downside would be somebody who only does Kihon Waza, I'll explain why in a second, but especially those who only do Kihon Waza where Uke solves for every my problem, okay? Which is most contemporary Aikidoka today. They solve for it, okay? You're, you're, culturally, you're an asshole as Uke if you didn't solve for it, okay? And that's the highest, highest level of compulsion where morally you're chastised for not doing something. That's the highest level of compulsion, okay? All right. Let's say, for example, your uke isn't of that culture. Why do you still want to do other tactics, okay? Well, it's because... As much as there is possible to have some variation due to the infinite nature of behavior within every human being, so they always do a different energy pattern or a different energy value for each rep they come in, is all of Kihonwaza, because it is not meant to be a self-defense paradigm, but an energetic ritual akin to an inner alchemy, and that's all you know, you don't know the my, for example, for Newaza. You don't know the my, especially more nowadays, for example, as there's many Aikido lineages that don't do weapons at all. They don't do weapons fighting. Or if they do weapons fighting, they're just hitting sticks. You see, and when you hit sticks, guess what you're not hitting? Each other. Do you see? And when you're not hitting each other, who gives a shit how close you get? Do you see that? Or how far away you are? Do you, do you, as long as our sticks touch, okay? So you can watch many videos on weapons, book and work, or Joe and book and work, and you're going to go, Sensei would be so angry right now because they are so freaking close. This, this would actually turn into a grappling situation. But they're not allowed to grapple. So it doesn't matter how close they are. You see? But if you, and why aren't they allowed to grapple? <laughs> well, we, as I mentioned, they're in a climate, a culture where you have to solve for my yourself. But let's say they weren't. What would they know what to do? They don't. They don't have any idea how to grapple at that range. Do you see that? So it never gets brought up. And the consequences of this is the Naga never understands you're too close. Do you see that? They, they, don't, they don't know what to do, but they don't know they don't know what to do. It's, it's a double ignorance, okay? But when you go, okay, today or this block, we're doing newaza, you, you go, oh, man, that guy's really close to me because you've been taken down a million times, do you see, from, from that range. Or when you allow kicks, for example, and strikes and things like that, you go, this uke is way too close. They're going to kick me. You, you, know, you have more awareness of it. And so you can um, adapt for it in ways that somebody who doesn't know that they don't know can never adapt, okay? All right, any other questions?
Okay, how, so we saw the video, and I demonstrated in the video that I just wanted you to look at two techniques. If you pay attention, the last technique was another example of it, where he um, got too far away for the ikkyo, okay? Because the technique that came in was not exactly shomanuchi, okay? It was a different overhead strike, okay? Again, somebody who's used to dynamic mai, true dynamic mai, would make that adaptation easily, okay? But someone who's used to a already pre-solved for mai, as in Aikido Kihonza, they don't, they can't do it. They can't measure the chest penetration, do you see? If you pay attention, all of you, just the way it works, because you're being told, you, uke, you're going to do spinal displacement, do you see? Well, subconsciously, you have a training scar. This is how far I penetrate. Do you see that? Because you just do your job as the ritual prescribes it. But in real life, people penetrate at all different levels. Do you see that? So for example, as you're doing your kihon, and you come from a culture where you uke must solve for all my, if you make the mistake of over-penetrating, you'll fix it, do you see? You won't be extra heavy such that they can't now do whatever technique they were going to do. When we do jiwaza, go to your jiwaza training, there's no ritualized, predetermined penetration value on your uke. And what do you guys face quite commonly? The uke is so freaking heavy. Do you see? Why? Because you are in the wrong mai. You're too close. Do you see that? Or you're trying to do some technique and there's no real connection over their person, over their body. Why? Because you're too far. You can't be in that sweet spot. Do you see? So some examples of the sweet spot, for example, are... Um, when you see like someone's going to throw a jab, we're doing, we're doing like some sort of hand striking training, right? Uh, I'll, I'll let the jab touch my skin. Do you see? Or we'll do in weapons work and I'll let the Joe on ski brush on my gi. Do you see? But it's not penetrating. That's the sweet spot. Do you see? You don't have, you won't develop that my skill if your uke always solves for it. It's that simple. So in these two videos, I, or in this one video, in these two techniques in the video that I asked you to concentrate on, in the first one, the bottle thrust to the face, it replicated Jodonsky, right? Even a person homolaterally stepping through with the punch. Again, that is not that common in the street. So in all the martial arts that I ever did and in all the sparring situations and then all the fights that I've ever had and all the uh, arrest and control situations that I've ever had, I have never had anyone come in homolaterally. Same hand, same foot forward. Never. Aikido Kihon Waza has that a lot, which is fine for an inner alchemy energetic ritual. Do you, do you got that? It's actually better for that. 
So the, the, we'll call them the uke here. The uke in the video came in that way. And so the Aikidoka was able to do Koragaesh. In it. And for my taste, he was too close. But okay, you're in the ballpark. Do you understand? In this, why would I say he's too close? Because he had to flare his elbow out, if you pay attention. He had to flare the elbow out because if he kept the elbow um, within the outer rim, then he would be too close. So he, he bent his arm to make up for that. Okay, it's fine. And then we looked at the second one. And the second one has two penetration levels. So it was a chest push followed by a punch to the face. You guys see that? That's not Kihon Waza. There are people that do that in the dojo. They go, okay, today we're going to do two punches or something like that. But it's not Kihon Waza. And if you mostly do Kihon Waza, whenever you take your Aikido training to add follow-up strikes, you'll see that level of failure in a dojo. It doesn't matter what it is. I've been at summer camps, and they go, okay, you're going to come in with this, and then you're gonna, it's like everything just falls apart okay. for the reasons I just mentioned. But something was very interesting. If you look at the karate practitioner, okay, on the chest push, he did not yield. Do you see? He did not yield. He just got out of the way and did an angle of deflection on it and then immediately feel, filled the space with a weapon. So the uke, in air quotes here, did not penetrate after the chest push. There was no space for him to penetrate. What the aikidoka did is quite common with what we do. On the first penetration, yin yield. So he yin yielded. He's out of range now for, for the uke, for the strike. Do you see that? Because he went backwards. And that's why the uke, in air quotes, had to penetrate again. But the aikidoka had the mai for the first penetration only. He didn't adapt for the second penetration. And as a result... The desired for tactic here was Idiminage. The Mai was too close for it, and you saw his arm get thrown behind his body. Now, you guys all know that's not going to work. That's just not going to work. So you could tell that it was some compliance there. What happens instead? The Uke is really freaking heavy, and it doesn't make martial sense to now pick him up and send him back the other way. But we can look at it biomechanically. Elbow outside your outer rim and behind your shoulder, that's just mechanically inferior. But it was a result of not, doing, not being skilled at a dynamic Mai, which is a result of a training culture where Uke always solves for Mai. That was the point with the video. All right, any questions or comments on the video? Okay, so we'll stop here, and what we're going to do is we'll do some Jiwaza. We won't ramp it up. You don't have to ramp it up to understand what I'm talking about, okay? And um, we'll see how these things all come together. The ego tripartite mind driving the bus, okay? So we're going to manifest time. We're going to manifest space. Do you see that? And then because it's Jiwaza, the uke is going to do different things. They don't have any prescribed um, governance over their behavior to solve for your mai. 
and you're going to find that you're too close, you're too far, all those kind of things are going to come up, okay? All right, so we'll, we'll try that now. Here we go. Okay, so we did our little experiment there. And uh, listener, you'll, you'll see the link to the video in the episode notes. It'll be right under our Patreon information notes. Okay. Um, let me first preface any discussion we might have with the three identifying marks that your teacher said define Aikido. One is the reconciliation of the two minds. Okay, the mystical experience. Two is Aiki, that adhesion, that communion that generates between bodies, in this case, when yin and yang are perfectly reconciled. And three was Takamusa Aiki. You could see in all the corrections and hints and directions that those are the three things that were being mentioned repeatedly in the little experiment we ran. And they all came back to the first one, which is the reconciliation of the two minds, the mystical experience, the ecstatic experience. But you have to understand concentrically, that is the other two. That's happening, that's why Aiki happens. That's happening, that's why you can generate Aiki under spontaneous conditions. You don't contest, you don't yong-yong, you don't block, you don't stop, you don't accelerate, do you see? You don't push, you don't pull, the technique just happens. You're in a wu-wei, the technique, it just reveals itself. And you can see then, with that in mind, every correction was, you keep forcing something because you keep picking something because you can't get rid of you. That, to me, is the whole point in the training. There's no point, in my opinion, unless you have a professional end to the martial utilization of those three skills. I, what I mean by martial end, I pretty much mean law enforcement. I don't think military... I think if you're in a military situation and you're in a hand-to-hand situation like that. You did so much wrong, you probably deserve what's coming, okay? That you know what an asshole I am, okay? But it does come up quite a bit in law enforcement. It comes up quite a bit because you enter into that range all the time, and it's unknown, it's unknowable, and it's never to your advantage. And then you also have to survive it, Meaning emotionally, I don't just mean physically you have to survive it, yes, but emotionally you have to survive it. So day after day, night after night, you have to be able to not be so poisoned by that toxicity that you can continue to do the job decade after decade after decade. Imagine, for example, the difference in PTSD where you experience every conflict from a egoic sense or not. But if you don't have that professional end, then I think this is it, man. This is everything. It is everything martially, too. But this is it. You want to understand how to reconcile the two minds as, dem- as provable, as accessible by the generation of the Aiki adhesion 
and the spontaneous manifestation of the Aiki adhesion, Takamusa Aiki. This is everything. There's no point to anything else. All rank, all title, all well wishes, all good intentions are entirely 100% meaningless. This is everything. And none of it can be symbolized. None of it can be metaphorical. You either can do it or you can't. It's as simple as that. But that's what you're trying to do here. You got to get yourself in the ballpark. You got to do all the other drills and all the other technologies of self that go way beyond Kihon Waza. Otherwise, you don't have a shot. You don't have a shot. All right, so there's my little soapbox. So any questions or comments or observations from what you observed in yourself or your partner or in other people on the mat? I observed nothing, Sensei. Really? Because some of you look like, mm, mm, you should talk about that. I feel like a total failure right now. Do you see? But you don't want to talk about it. You guess what's making you do that? Guess what's making you not want to talk about it? And guess what's making you feel like a failure? Can, what do you think? You think it's the God mind or do you think it's the egoic mind? Okay, so there was your opportunity. Do you see? Because your teacher is like a, like a uke. Your teacher is like a uke. Your teacher is coming at you with a prescribed degree of penetration. And you can either open up, release, yield, blend, commune, or not. And you guys just chose, I'm going to block it. I'm going to not, I'm going to hide, which is really weird. Because obviously I saw it. I'm going to hide that I feel like a failure. I'm going to hide that there were times where I wanted to cry, and, or I wanted you to stop talking to me, or I wanted you to stop throwing me. We're going to hide all that because you must not know it, sensei. So I'm going to hide it, and then I'm just going to go home. That's all egoic mind. But go past that. Go deeper into it. Look how you painted me. I can't see it. Who does that serve? You. This is exactly the structure of the egoic mind. You're going to generate both that dichotomy, both that will to power. Why? To generate your identity. And so every, almost everything, almost everything, as you receive it, is not true. It's just the egoic mind functioning. This is, this is why you need the energetic component and the physical component. Because today, everyone knows the discourse. Everyone can say what they're going to say. Everyone knows the good intentions they're supposed to have. But as I said, you either can do it or you can't. Because those two components are testable. Do you, under, do you understand what I mean by that? You, you, could, you could talk, so for example, you could say, I've been studying Aikido for this long. In one, cir one circle in the country, that could be quite prestigious, do you see? 
But in another circle like here, it's like, and you still can't Aiki or do Takamusu Aiki? That's, I, I wouldn't actually say that. If I was egoic, I'd probably just hide that. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? That's, you, you, have to, you yourself have to accept. I have to be able to do these things. This is what I'm trying to do. This is the art. The art is not something else. This is the whole purpose behind everything. Not throwing your partner because you can force them, do you see? Not holding in and hiding so that on the outside I appear like I'm doing it. No, no. This is about deep, deep, deep truth. Deep authenticity. This is the way. This concludes this episode of Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit sentiencenter.com. S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.